You're listening to the Versus Node podcast, presented by GamerNode.com. Welcome to episode 16 of the Versus Node podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Anzato, executive editor and website director at GamerNode.com, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Jason Finelli, the associate editor here. How you doing, Jason? Doing pretty good. Cannot yeah. complain. Any explosions this week? No, no. It's been an action, <laughs> actionless week so far. All right. And um, we're joined for the first time ever by Mr. Anthony LaBella, our newest Whoa. writer. What's up, Anthony? I'm doing great. You made it sound so great that first time ever I'm here. First time ever, and we're Everyone excited. Everyone's starting to listen now. They're like, exactly. whoa, Anthony LaBella's on air. You ready? Are yes. you ready? Okay. <laughs> and joining us again, returning from last week, is Kyle Hilliard. What's up, Kyle? Hello. Hello. Still wearing your tux? Oh, yeah, of course. Right? I mean, Ashley, you can confirm this, right? Tux? I can neither confirm nor deny that. Ouch. (laughs) And that voice is the voice of Ms. Ashley Godbold, who is... You pronounced it right. I did. Godbold. Kyle gave you the 401 on that one. (laughs) It's it's hard? Godbold. How would people say that? Oh God, I don't even want to get into it. It's so bad. I just I can't comprehend how it could be mispronounced. Gobble. I've gotten gobble and um gold bond, which a whole bunch of extra letters in there. Gold. Well that that's Goldberg. just they're just teasing you. Oh. That's what that is. You didn't get the memo. But anyway, so how are you? Ready to talk about being bored? Are you still talking to me? Yes. I am well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you teach uh, college-level math, so I guess you know a little bit about being bored, I mean, at least from your students. <laughs> so, actually, today's discussion is going to be about boredom, um, boredom in gaming, which really arose from my own attempts to play games and just not being interested, you know, getting bored quickly uh, from what they had to offer. And I got to wondering, like, do other people just play a game and immediately want to put it down because it's boring? And is there some level of, um, I guess, forcing yourself (laughs) through your boredom? So I guess the first thing I want to ask you guys and gal is uh, (laughs) it's the first time ever, so... We'll get the hang of it. We'll, 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 by the end, we'll... Like, like if you were in Mexico and you wanted to talk about all your friends and there happened to be a girl, you'd still say amigos. Yeah. You know? So you can do it with guys. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so, have you guys, and Ashley, um, <laughs> gotten <laughs> bored lately with uh, any of your gaming pursuits. I guess I'm going to start with Anthony because you're so brand new and we want to hear what you have to say. Oh boy, okay. Well, uh, I guess not lately, but well actually, relatively recently when I was playing Mafia 2. I know uh, 
I know you guys liked it quite a bit, or some of you here. But uh, after about a few hours in, I felt like I basically got the formula down. You basically drive around and you get a cutscene, and maybe there's like a scenario where you're shooting, but it felt relatively the same. I kind of forced my way through that one mm-hmm. because uh, if a game gets too repetitive, I like immediately want to put it down, but I kind of kind of forced my way through it just so I could say I beat the game, but. But uh, I, I got bored of that relatively quickly. So if a game becomes repetitive, that's usually when when I get bored of it. Uh huh. So it's it's the repetition. Yeah. And your your motivation for pushing through it is just to is it like to to have bragging rights for beating the game, or is it more to see it through? Um. Yeah, I guess seeing it through also because. I've played games where they start off relatively slow, and then by the end of it, I get into things. Mm-hmm. So I want to give it that chance to, you know, make sure there isn't some like amazing turnaround in the middle of the game. Right. And uh, also because I have quite a few games, and I usually don't beat them. So, so nowadays I try to beat them just so I can say I did get my money's worth. Yeah, that that seems to be something that happens to me. There's so many games, and I just. I have to get to the next one, so I end up putting down games anyway. <laughs> um, I actually have a an ongoing list on my blog of, of games that I've beaten. So that's like, to get a game on that list is like more important to me than anything. I just, you know, <laughs> that's just like a personal achievement that I carry on my own. It's, I know it's bizarre. It's weird. Nah. I mean, I think a personal goal is more important than a uh, achievement itself. You know, like achievements like on xbox or trophies things like that i find those to be a lot more worthwhile i uh i don't get bored that often i there if if it's a game i really want to play i will play it until i'm done so i can't so i don't get bored with it there have been times where i just i would just be in the middle of a game and be like you know what this sucks and be done with it yeah but it's not it's not so much boredom as it is, wow, this game uh, really pisses me off, mm-hmm. and I've had enough of it. Um, I can't. I'm trying to think of the last time I was legitimately just bored with a game, or that a game was just bleh. I, I can't. I can't really think of one. I mean, oh yeah, okay. I got bored with. Uh, what did I do to deserve this, my lord? Two. Mm-hmm. Just because that was a little too whacked for me, and I guess I just wasn't getting the humor. Right. But, but that, that, I mean, yeah, that's a PSP game. But I just maybe it was because it was portable too, and it's not on a big screen with flashing lights, flashing lights to uh, help my ADD. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the only one I can really think of that I have legitimately gotten bored with. I feel... You guys ever fall asleep playing video games? All the time. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I thought maybe I was alone in that. No, no. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because I probably wouldn't have brought that up myself <laughs> out of embarrassment. <laughs> no, I don't know. It just I fall asleep when I'm playing some video games. Like I have to be really engaged, and it's easy to tell what engages me in a game. Like that, I could pick out really easily. But it's sort of just intangible when it comes to why I'm actually not into this game. I guess it's the absence of certain qualities, but, I mean, maybe it's the presence of, of certain qualities as well. 
like I guess repetition is one of them, but then again, repetition can also be a lot of fun. Like all games are really repetitive, to be honest. I mean, you know, there, there are a few gameplay mechanics that the game is built around and then you, you go through the game, uh, doing that, you know, pretty much the entire time. I feel like games need a clear objective at all times. Like, once you start getting into the open-world games and it's just like, oh, I can dick around in the woods, hop around as long as I want. It's like, well, I've been in this woods hunting rabbits for God knows how long, and (laughs) now I don't remember what my initial goal was, and now I'm bored with the game because, you know, I forgot that there was actually a main quest. And so I feel like... When they stop having a clear goal is when it really can get boring with the game because you get so sidetracked with all this other stuff that mm. you can do. That's true. And sometimes maybe it's more than just boredom. Maybe it's losing track. Like, uh, I know that a lot of times if I don't, if I play a game for a little while and I get to a certain point, then I have to go away from that game and play something else because, I mean, it's sort of like my job. Uh, and then try to go back to this game that I was playing for fun. I have no idea what I'm doing. And in a game where you can really mess around like that, it's maybe easier to, for that to happen, and you end up just, you know, losing your momentum. That's, I think it's an interesting point you bring up about your job. Um, <laughs> I, I have found that I could be, like, reviewing a game and getting really into it and really enjoying it, and then I do the review, and then I move on to another one, and I was like, oh, I really like this. Let's go back to it. And then just being like, eh. And then not wanting to not wanting to pursue it anymore, and then it just kind of falls off the radar. When it could have been one of your favorite games of all time if you had played the whole thing. It, well, that happens whether it's your job to play it or not. You know, I I've, I've played Elder Scrolls for more hours than I care to uh, admit, and I just was really really into it. I waited like you know a year, and they came out with the expansion, and then I got that, and then I played it, and then I just stopped playing it because I had like finals or something. And then when I tried to play it again, I just like, I don't want to do this. It's too much work. Like, it's just like picking a game up in general is just always hard because you have to relearn how to control it. It's no longer second nature to play the game. You have to, like, start back from the beginning, like, with learning the controls. And it just kind of makes it hard to get into when you can't put yourself in the into the character. You have to think of yourself playing the game instead of think of. Mm-hmm. The game playing you. That sounds really lame. Yeah. I don't know how to say what I'm right. trying to say. <laughs> and you don't have that that sort of introductory period to go through again. You're just in the yeah. middle of it all. Yeah. And speaking of introductory periods, I I, I get bored when games uh, train you like too much. Like when it's like press A to jump. It's like yeah, I don't, you don't need to tell me. That, man. I already figured that out. It's, yeah. I figured that out like before I opened the shrink wrap on the box. You know, it's like. Yeah. That's, you don't talk about. I just started uh, trying to play some Metroid Other M, and I was already bored in that first little room. Oh. I was like, "Come on, I know how to do this." Just yeah, that is that is a little like, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I, I can figure that out. Just drop me in there. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about me. I got it. Yeah. And also speaking of introductory periods, we have a, a stray gamer node news director wandering through. Mike Murphy has joined us. How you doing, Mike? Hello. Yo, I'm a little late to the party. That's okay. You can hop in at any time. <laughs> just wanted to make sure everyone knew you were here. And you don't the sound news like director this time. What happened? You don't sound like a Mr. Roboto anymore. I bought a new uh, a new Turtle Beach headset on your recommendation. Nice. Sound good. 
Except you sound a little um, sick. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting over a cold. Oh, um, when did they start really, like, it's like it's this new requirement of games that they have to have like, this introductory how to play the game. Like, when did they start doing that? I feel like that's only been the in the last few years. Like, uh, I don't I think it was when, when one game started... went 3D. Not, not yeah. even that. It's when they started caring about uh, the social crowd. I would say yeah. this generation of consoles, like the seventh generation, boom, Xbox. I don't think PS3. that any of the Nintendo 64 games that I can remember had. I mean, maybe I'm just not remembering. Zelda. A little bit. Zelda. No, it did not, you liar. Yeah, I mean, a lot how, of times. How else do you learn to lock onto an enemy? With the freaking button that locks on. I don't, oh. I don't know. Well, well, it, was, it was so obvious that I don't even remember. <laughs> It was well, see, well no, integrated into the gameplay. Um, she's but, got a point. Yeah. She's got a point. Yeah, it's, it's like you were about to say, it's integrated into the gameplay. What the Navi just said it to you. It was just like, okay, do this, and this is how you do it, but you were in the middle of the story. It wasn't a designated room where they basically said, hey, Samus, let's make sure you remember how to beat Samus. Yeah. Or, or in Ooh. the beginning of Halo 2 and Halo 3 where they're like, oh, just in case you forgot to look around here, look at all these blinking lights. Yeah. No, they do do. When you enter the military, that happens. One of the reasons I loved uh, Limbo so much was because there was no training in the beginning of Limbo. You know, it's just like, go. It's fucking you one button. Much. You don't need training on the game. That's jump. how all games be. Don't jump. <laughs> <laughs> there was a grab. You got a grab. It was like the jump button. No. <laughs> it was the it was jump button. So I don't remember. That's what it is. They just need to start making games like more intuitive, and they wouldn't have to do it. Like, give us two buttons. We can we can get it all with that. I think in terms of uh, of boredom, I feel like a lot of it comes from lack of intellectual stimulation. Not so much the action. As much as it is like really engaging the player mentally. That reminds me of something really funny I read on a message board about uh, Darksiders. It's like some guy was like, if I wanted to think, I'd play chess. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like some people don't want it to be, uh, they get bored when it's too intellectually stimulating. Because, you know, <laughs> if they wanted to think, they'd, they'd play chess. So. Oh. <laughs> That's what FPS multiplayer is for. Yeah. <laughs> I think you don't it's want to think that someone thought someone thought Darksiders was just like so <laughs> mentally challenged. I mean, it's not. That's like what I was puzzle, thinking. But I mean, it's not like you know, it's not like you gotta get a fifteen hundred on that. Well, SAT you know that pressing it. pressing B to do a finishing move when the B pops up is uh, really hard. Uh, so uh, Japanese RPGs bore the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> they boring really? else. I, I tried to play Final Fantasy X uh, right when it first came out, and uh, my brother was watching me play. And, you know, I just watched the opening cutscene, and I got to the first portion where a person asked you a question that you, you know, it's like, hey, can I have your autograph? And you had to select yes. And I fell asleep there for about five <laughs> minutes. So my brother was, like, watching me play, and he was watching me walk around. And I walked up to this kid, and he asked me a question, and I just stared at him <laughs> for five minutes. And then I woke up and like gave him an autograph. And, and then I, you said no was... ten times before you had to say yes. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> those, those pointless loops. But I don't know. I I I've only kind of recently started to be able to not fall asleep for turn-based RPGs. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. I don't know. They just knocked me. Well, right you played out. Golden Sun. 
Yeah, Golden Sun. That was like I, you know, I played that one. I I beat I, after attempting for about six years um, on all you know different occasions. I finally beat Chrono Trigger like last year. It took me forever. <laughs> Would you beat only because it I was on DS. Yeah. Oh, but he did fall asleep every night playing that game. I had to close his DS for him every single night. <laughs> That's some good music. Maybe some, maybe the music put him to sleep. It lulled him That's to true. sleep. It's like a little classic. <laughs> Come on now. I don't, are there genres that bore anybody else? Like I have Japanese RPGs and RTS. Specific RPGs. genres. I don't know if anyone else has specific genres. Hack and um, slash. They're so boring. <laughs> um... No, I just fall asleep while I'm gaming because it's like four in the morning. Yeah, there's <laughs> a whole different reason for falling pulling, asleep. Pulling all night multiplayer sessions and it's five in the morning and you got to get up at like nine o'clock to work. That's pretty much what uh, it is yeah. for me. Am I the only one who likes the the grid based tactics games? No. A lot of people find those pretty boring. I like those. Yeah, I like yeah. those. I leave those to Ashley. She can she can handle those. <laughs> Uh, I, I have a question. I have a question for everybody on yeah. topic. Was there any game that, if you say you got bored with it, people will make fun of you because it's a really popular game that everyone else loved, and you were just like, "Eh, they got Final bored Fantasy with it." Seven. seven. Every okay. Final Fantasy, wow. actually, pretty much for me. <laughs> I, have a, I try. I, have a big... I try really hard. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm gonna get yelled nope. at for mine. Know it. What is it? It may pull up. Mine's Fallout 3. Oh, oh man. You, you got that. me right in the gut. I, I can understand <laughs> it, though. That's like, my baby. I liked yeah. it. I liked it. It's just, it's too fucking big. And there's too much, there's too much going on in between. Like, I, I like, I like open world games where, um, like a Red Dead Redemption, where you have to ride from one place to another. And it may take a while, but at least it's, it's like, there could be something coming at any turn, not just some giant fucking roach. Hey, once you get to level 30, they stop giving the roaches to you. You don't have to fight. No, level 30? Okay, how long does that take me? 60 hours? <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, there's I just, just I, a lot of I, world I, there to just play uh, in. You'd kind of have I to find your own way. That's our I argument I would always hear. It's like, oh, the game gets great after about 15 hours. I'm like, dude, I could have played like two games if I had time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really. That's... that's that's called the Final Fantasy 13 excuse. Yeah. yeah, right. Oh, it's awesome once you hit. Yeah. The games are really linear, but the second you hit 25 hours and you get to that grand pulse, oh, it's the best two and a half hours of your life. But you know what? It's those types of things, those types of comments that make me feel so terrible about not being able to bring myself to slog through the boring, bitter first half of a game that. I expect will be good at some point in the future. You know, yeah, I don't feel like, bad. I want to, no, I want that part. I just, it's not even feeling bad. It's feeling bad because I don't get to experience it because I'm, I'm sad that I want to experience it and I'm not going to. It's like, it's like I don't, I don't really, I'm not feeling sorry for the game. I just, <laughs> I want to play. I want to play something awesome all the time. Maybe I'll go back and try it again. I don't know. I just. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Fallout New Vegas a, a real shot, and if Fallout New Vegas doesn't for, doesn't do it for me, I think I might just quit on the Fallout as a whole. See, this is what we have to have: are people who enjoy particular types of games that we can outsource the first half of the game to, and then have them give it back. <laughs> That's why you give it file. 
That's why you get married. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we we beat Tomb Raider uh, together. Yeah, when Basically. she fell asleep, I would pick up the controller, then I would fall asleep, and she would pick it up and play for a while, and we 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 played it in shifts. Wow. Nice. That's good stuff. That doesn't say a whole lot for that game. Not at all. Which which Tomb Raider was that? It was, I don't know, it was Legend, I think. It was a long time ago. The first one on the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Legend. pretty good. Yes. Don't play that one. That's that's what I just I heard. I just heard don't play that one. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not, it's like, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's fine. Anyway, boring no, game. Yeah, I, um... I honestly get bored with a lot of first-person shooters that don't give me something to think about. Like, I'm not, I'm not really interested in just playing a shooting gallery because that's a waste of my time. You know, because like I said, it's not stimulating me in any way other than my eyes and reflexes, and I can do that by going and shooting a gun outside or or playing sports or you know things like that. Other things. Did a gamer just say play so, sports? <laughs> you mean other I, than hey, that, I right? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I know what you mean, man. Like, uh, Killzone 2 uh, was a gorgeous game, but I, I, I barely, I really gave it a shot, but it was just kind of dull. Like, I just felt like I was moving forward, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I got to get behind this wall, and then I got to get up behind that wall, and you're just moving forward. That's like the only, you know, motivation to to get through is to just move forward and it gets it gets boring you know I, d- I definitely know exactly what you're talking about right yeah it's just it's not only just the repetitions like I've done this before so yeah. many times yeah. right Let's especially get... with that genre first person shooters there's all kinds of those so. uh-huh. yeah. yeah like the new Medal of Honor like I don't see the hook there like why do I want to play that when there's a modern controversy out a battlefield and mm-hmm. it, even if it plays well what what's uh getting me to buy it that's so different from everything they're, else they're even if it is good mostly, they're mostly just trying to give insight into these special for, like the special special forces of the US Army and at the mm-hmm. same time trying to take a cut out of Activision's uh, cash cow Yeah, right. cut down their bottom line see yeah but it's like well, that it's, they almost have to be just interesting more, more unique in order to actually have a firm hold on the player base Unless you know they're unless people just don't care, which I guess a lot of people don't. Yeah, some people just stick to one genre. You know, they just only play military shooters or something like that. Which is okay yeah, too, because right. I mean, people yeah, read yeah. books like that, so why not video games? You know, people just read romance novels or just read horror. You know, Stephen King. You know, a game I absolutely adore, but has always put me to sleep, even since the first one, is uh, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear Solid always puts me to sleep. I love it, surprised. but I can't play it. surprised at all. Say, I, I love the games. The games are phenomenal, but just sometimes the conversations just draw on a little bit. Wait, like wait a second. Stuff. Let's be fair. Let's not call them games. They're interactive movies. <laughs> Shut up. They're games. <laughs> oh, man. There are more cutscenes. I honestly think there's – if you compare it together, especially in Metal Gear Solid 4 and maybe in Metal Gear Solid 3, there's probably just as much, if not more, cutscenes than gameplay in those games. See, but it's interesting. Half the time in certain games, maybe Metal Gear Solid 4, I kind of like the gameplay, so maybe not that, but some Japanese RPGs oftentimes are like this. I only play so that I can get to the next cutscene. 
It's like I don't I don't care about what's in between because I'm just pressing the X that's, button over and over. That's how I played Final Fantasy 13. Yeah. I think that's the, re- the reason it's the only Final Fantasy I really was able to get into because it seemed like at the end of every level there was a cutscene and I at least that was I your could reward. Play, I could at least yeah. play to that, you know. It's like oh I gotta fight this damn thing that looks like a wolf again. Okay. <laughs> But at least I get to see what's going on with snow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, like, I'm a I'm a I'm a big 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 story guy. So I I just hang I hang on every word of those cutscenes. Yeah, I hang on too. every yeah. every motion, every every everything. So big long all all a big long cutscene means to me is I have a break in my game that I can go make a sandwich. <laughs> and, and if they're like two hours rest long. Whatever, dude. It's a, it's a whole lot of sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's why people like you and me really adored something like Heavy Rain because it was all the story but integrated with controls at the same time. Well, I wish Metal Gear Solid 4 actually did something like Heavy Rain because I oh, really yeah. loved the Metal Gear Solid series. But when 4 came around, I n- didn't even bother buying it because it came to the point to where I really didn't even have to play the game. If I wanted to see the see the uh, cutscenes itself, all I had to do is watch YouTube. my brother oh, play yes. it for like YouTube. Watch, watch <laughs> he'd, he'd do like 10, 15 minutes of gameplay maybe and then it'd be another hour of cutscenes. So it'd be like, okay, you're going to go play. I'm going to go ahead and make myself some food. Call me when I get back. We'll come watch the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when I was playing that game, I thought that almost that identical thought was I got to a cutscene and I was like, man, I wish I could have like pressed a button right there when he was doing that cool jump dodge thing like Resident Evil 4 or like I think I thought of Indigo Prophecy. So like sometimes you want to be engaged at the controller at the same time as the cutscene and you know sometimes the other way around. Metal Gear had a couple things where you could like see through Snake's eyes, but it just, I mean, it wasn't interactive enough. You know, it just was like no. you could just kind of look. You know, I'm already looking, you know. <laughs> I tend to prefer when the story is kind of uh, given to you while while you're playing the game, like 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 Half-Life. You know, you're never yeah. pulled away. And like, uh, like, I remember, like Bioshock. Uh, yeah, Bioshock is a good example. And uh, like even um, uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time had a lot of had a lot of cutscenes, but there was a lot of dialogue going on while you were walking around. And I don't know, that just always. That always got me more into the story than watching cutscenes. Like, Absolutely. Oh, that's a really good example. The, the problem with that is there's people like me who's like, oh, there might be some hidden thing in this corner that's eight miles away from the guy who's talking. Like, you don't yeah. even know what the next objective is because you missed the whole cutscene because you were digging around in the corner. It's like, ah, oh, I yep. thought there might have been a thermos over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the achievement horror in me does that sometimes too. You'd be like, oh, look, discussion's going on. I don't care. There could be a hidden item around that barrel. Yeah, I guess it depends on how committed you are to that story or to what's going on. But it's funny that you mentioned Bioshock and Half-Life 2 after I just said I'm not really into first-person shooters because those are, like, two of the best first-person shooters, in my opinion, of ever. Oh, yeah. Half-Life. They actually have a a story. Yeah, they're story-driven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I don't know. I've just never, I've never been Half Life. Like the, I don't know. Half Life is the only game that really got me like caring about the kid. Like the end of Episode Two, like I was like my hands were shaking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Bioshock. Yeah, I mean yeah, any... Bioshock. Yeah. 
are there any games that you'll never get bored with on the inverse? Oh, you Mega play Man X. Over... Ah, that's a good one. Sorry to interject. Uh, I've, 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 I've gotten that game to a point where I can beat it in about 40 minutes. <laughs> nice. Really? I, nice. I'm exaggerating. Maybe more like an hour and 20 minutes or something. Still pretty quick, though. That's that's definitely a great game. All the Mega Man games are pretty great. Yeah. Can I just say one that everybody's going to completely disagree with me on? We'll see. Harvest Moon. Oh. <laughs> this is the most boring game ever, but I cannot not. I can't, it's like it doesn't bore me. I'm like, oh, i got to plant my turnip. I gotta milk my cow. See that? I'm gonna go here and pick up my chicken. You know, it's like, yeah, that a, that appeals to like obsessive tendencies. Like, so <laughs> it's not that it's boredom. Yeah. Man, my mother got so into Farmville, and I was kept like trying to push Harvest Moon on her. Like, please, just play Harvest Moon, please. Mm-hmm. So much better. Yeah. It's like Farmville, it's the funny. advanced version. When I was a kid. I don't think I got as bored of games, maybe mostly because of the availability of other games. It's like there's so much opportunity now that I'm an adult and I have like tons of games that I can have um, that it's easy to just say, okay, I'm done with that. Whereas back then, if you had a game, you had that game for like ever in kid years. Yeah. <laughs> why do you think I got Mega Man X down to an hour and a half? Exactly. That's why my game is River City Ransom or any of those old school beat-em-ups. Love, oh, okay, right. I love side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Give me Tetris. Streets of Rage 2. Yeah, there you, you go. were linked to the past, yeah. right, Ash? Yeah, I, I used to know the walkthrough of Link to the Past without, you know, just I could recite it. I may have beaten Link to the Past the, about 23 times. Run into the bookshelf to get the book. Yeah. You gotta do... Yeah, yeah I keep... played that a lot. People would call GameStop when we worked there, and they would they would like ask her for tips on Link to the Past, like over the phone. <laughs> Jesus, I don't think you can I'll talk s- about boring games without bringing up like the first part of Kingdom Hearts two. Oh, that's I had true. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I, it, it makes me hate Roxas. Like I'm not going to use Ventus in Birth by Sleep until I absolutely have to because I hate Roxas so much, and this kid looks like Roxas. I want no parts. Of him. <laughs> I that was the definitely same one of those cases. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I I was just saying I felt the same exact way that Jason did. That was one. That was like definitely one of those cases that were like, oh no, dude, at eight hours in, man, you're golden. Exactly. Great. Yeah. Let's Keep playing. Eight hour mark. <laughs> Seriously, you, you get you start the game and you're like, all right, awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna play Sora. I'm gonna kick some heartless ass. I'm gonna find out what all this nobody stuff is, and it's gonna be awesome. And then you're like, wait, what's this? What is going on? Wait, wh- why why do I have white hair? Who are these kids? What are these towns? Why am I hitting balls in the air and eating blue popsicles? <laughs> Ask myself that question every morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a game that that basically uh turned me off of a series. I played the first game, loved it. I played Kingdom Hearts the first game in like 3 days. Um it's a long game. And then I got Kingdom Hearts 2 and just from that town I I put it down and that was it. Never picked it up again. Never touched a Kingdom you. Hearts game again. <laughs> that that was no, Square dude. Enix trying to make you feel sympathy for a character and absolutely failing. Mm. Dude, Eddie, I'm telling you, man. After eight hours, eight the hours game gets awesome. You want to play the first what eight hours for me? I can mail you my uh my yeah, memory card. Get a save file. <laughs> <laughs> I'm redundant. I'm sure you could find that online somewhere. 
Another thing that's really boring about games, I don't know if I'm the only one that this really annoys, is when you have the text prologue at the beginning of a game. Like, when they want you to read about, like, this war that's been happening for, like, eight years or eight millennia or whatever. It's just, like, they start throwing out all these names of people and names of locations, and by the time you play the game, you already forgot everything you just read. And you were so bored that you probably weren't even reading it anyways. I hate that. That's the most boring thing, I think. That depends on my mood. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't care about this. And sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, let me read all this stuff. I feel so (laughs) smart. (laughs) in the know yeah i know everything about this kingdom i wish that they would at least let you play a little while before they do it because like you're all excited about the game like oh i'm gonna kick someone's ass and then it's like oh i gotta read for two hours yay Mm -hmm. before you even are introduced yeah like before it even gets fun that's true because uh something like oblivion i used to read every 30 page book i picked up because i was in the world and i was so interested in it but that's dedication. Yeah. I played I played that game for many many hours and did like three story missions and definitely was over 100 hours. Jeez. Mass Effect kind of had that too where you could read about each planet, didn't it? I think. Oh yeah. 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 It I wasn't read, like, 30 pages. Right, uh, yeah. No, those those Oblivion books were long and ridiculous. Yeah. If you don't like reading in your games then when you get done the Shadow Broker, holy shit, you basically get <laughs> You get access to half, if not all, of his files, so you can just oh read my whatever God. the hell you want. They, they have they have jur- like journal entries. They have emails back and forth between people. They talk about people from the first game and the second game. It's insane the amount that's, of shit. That's the reward for finishing, though, right? Mm-hmm. Right. See, if that was like if that was a requirement to start the down DLC, you know, <laughs> it's like uh, no thanks. One one recent game that actually I got really bored with, and I'm a, I'm a little upset with myself about it, but I got really quick. I got really bored of uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver, actually. Mm-hmm. You or uh, Soul I did too. Soul Silver. Yeah. Like it, I I love Pokemon and I I love playing the games and everything, but after a while I was just like I've done this before. I don't want to have to capture all these different animals again from what I've already done is a daunting task and then I have to get all these badges and then go to the other original end and get all these other badges. It's something I've done 20 times before already. Right. I understand that because like you've already, because you've played so much of a certain franchise, a certain series, you've like established yourself as a veteran in your own mind and when a new game comes out and you feel like it's familiar but you're once again like just a baby (laughs) in terms of in terms of your progress in the game, you know, you're a novice again. That's kind of, I don't know, it's like shooting you down. And yeah. I can understand that. I mean, I played a lot of Animal Crossing, the first one. Huh. Love Animal Crossing. And, you know, I was legit. I had all the bugs. I had my whole town was full of <laughs> fruit <was> trees <laughs> from top to bottom. No, I was I was the king of the Animal Crossing world had golden tools coming out the wazoo and then i got to i haven't even played what is it city folk and i've only played the ds one for a little while because it was just it was too much to do it all again it was like i had established my animal crossing kingdom my dynasty my legacy and they took it away from me in the new game i 
I felt like that with The Sims. I was so into The Sims, like the first one. Like I had all these mansions and all this stuff, and then like I get The Sims 2, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> I have no money. <laughs> and now I have to get a job? Damn. Well, I wish games like that would have better, uh, better ability to like bring your old game to the new game. Like, like Animal Crossing, the DS to the Wii one kind of had something like that, but it wasn't nearly the same as like a Mass Effect one to Mass Effect two. I find I find that if uh, if Animal Crossing can figure out a way to like let you carry over your town and then maybe give you new challenges mm-hmm. or something like that, it might actually benefit the gameplay itself. Oh, absolutely! It would it would benefit the just the interest, like the player's interest in actually caring. Like, why would I care about this new town? I already have my own hometown in the other game that I really cared about for whatever many hours. So yeah, what definitely. does this town do for me that my old town can't do? That right, kind of thing. right, yeah. I think as we move forward, um, more games are going to be doing that whole continuity thing. Um, and I mean, it's just natural. They sort of have to, especially as we have so many game releases. People need reason to really stick with a franchise instead of going out and getting something that's fresh. You know. I want to hear what Anthony has to say because he's been so quiet. What's up, Anthony? I was thinking, have you ever um, played a game that was so good that everything else you played? Just didn't live up to it, and you got bored with everything else. Except oh, and you just game. wanted to like, go back. Yeah, like, uh, like a couple Effect months two. ago, in fact. Oh, well, yeah, Mass Effect 2 for me. And then uh, a couple months ago, it was a game I already played before, Uncharted 2. Mm-hmm. I just felt like picking it up again. Oh, and playing God. It. I'm like, this game is so amazing. And then I beat it, like, twice in a row in a few days. And I go and play something else. I'm like, but it's not Uncharted 2. Yeah. And I go back to Uncharted 2 again. It's like, that was the exact like that's not same a bad thing. thing. It's a really good game, but everything else is like. Eh. Yeah, that was the exact same thing uh, I felt with Uncharted 2. I got a platinum. I beat the game twice and got the platinum in that within a week of release. I loved it so much. And then the rest of this, the the fall, I was playing games with the exception of un, probably Assassin's Creed 2. And I'm like, this isn't Uncharted 2. This isn't Uncharted 2. Like Uncharted 2 became my comparison point for all of their games that year. And unfortunately. Uh, I think the next game I played after Uncharted 2 was Risen. <laughs> oh. Oh, I tried to play that game. Oh my god. I would like oh to my. play more Risen. Now, spe- speaking of board- boredom and games, that game made me sick. Some of what it did was was nice, but like the crafting was so dull and boring. We appreciate that one RPG you. that you did push your way through. Divinity 2. Divinity 2. Yeah, that's actually, I was playing that game, and I was maybe five hours from beating it, and I had already been playing it for probably 50 hours, and then Mass Effect 2 came out, and I stopped so I could play that, and because of Mass Effect 2 was so awesome, Divinity 2 just looked so shitty when I tried to go back to it, I just oh. couldn't even, I just couldn't even play it. I did that with uh, with Dragon Quest 4, because I don't like grinding. Oh. Um, I played it all the way through, I got to the last boss. And then I was just like, you know what? I don't feel like grinding anymore. I'm done with you. Yeah. It's like certain (laughs) aspects of games. Like a game could be great, and then you hit this one point where you have to do – they force you to do something specific that is not fun. And (laughs) that's it, you know? Like when a game randomly puts a platforming element in it, and it's not a platformer at all. I hate that. (laughs) 
Like, Actually, I, if I wanted to play a platformer, I would have bought, I don't know, a platformer. Eddie, That's one thing you reminded me of yeah. that uh, I'm going to ask you this first. How far are you in Mafia 2 right now? Oh, I just got my first car. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want to – you may not want to listen to this because this might be a little bit of a spoiler. Not storyline spoiler specifically. It's I'm not spoiling the spoiler. Spoiler, spoil the gameplay. Don't spoil the story. Um, it's a gameplay spoiler. What happens in Mafia 2, it's one of those things where stuff gets taken Snape away. Snape kills Dumbledore. Away from you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I was um, – yeah, in Mafia 2, there are not one but two uh, instances in the game where something happens to Vito, Vito Scaletta and he loses all of his money and oh, all yes. of his possessions. Oh, it's bullshit. It happened twice in the game. That and doesn't bother me so, so it's much. It's a good thing the story yeah, was fair. so good and there wasn't much you can use the money for because yeah, otherwise that would have been something case. where I would have just been like, oh, well, screw this. Like, yeah, if they had pulled that shit Red Dead, I'd have been so mad. Uh, with uh, with Mafia, I, I thought that was actually really cool because it actually gave a lot more weight to those story occurrences. You know, like it wasn't the story; it made the Very story true. a lot more important than the actual gameplay. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it actually hurt you to lose all that money. You know? Right. That's true. I wanted to get back to what Anthony asked about the games that make everything else boring, because when I played Resident Evil Four, I felt that way. Like everything was just blah. Because I, I just wanted to play that game. I kind of have a, a weird example. Um, after I played Prince of Persia for the first time, Sands of Time. Oh yeah, that's another one. I was really disappointed that I like couldn't run on walls and everything. Like I remember, <laughs> you guys remember that game, uh, Kill Switch? It was like a, it was like one of the first cover shooters. Mm-hmm. I remember I put that in right after beating Prince of Persia, and it's a cover shooter. And I was like, man, I wish I could run on the walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it actually, took me a while to get over that. Like, not every game needs to have you defy gravity by running on the walls, Kyle. It's you know, it's not that important. I think after, actually, I know that after I played Sands of Time, the next game I played was Sands of Time that same day. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's great. I love it. It's ridiculously good. There are games that you play them, and like, it's almost like you lose a family member when you're done playing them. Yes. Like, like, yeah. when I finished playing the first Fable, this was the first time I really felt just lost. Like, I didn't know what to do with myself after I beat that game. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I have free time. I could uh, I could not play Fable. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like then you look at another game and you're like, nah. Oh, it's not Fable. <laughs> and the worst part about it is, like, you could go back and you could play Fable again, but it's never the same. Like, no, the second game is never the same as the first time. I, I say, like, I want to play Fable again for the first time. Or I want to I play whatever game again for the first time. But there is See, that's no why we need time. that eternal sunshine of the spotless mind technology. Yes. So we can play our favorite games over and over that's and over. That's all it's good for. Just make me forget yeah. this game. <laughs> then you go back, like, two days later. Hey, can you, can you make me forget that game again? You know, even if... Even if that technology was really expensive, it'd probably still be cheaper for us in the long run, you know, because yeah, we'd buy significantly game. less games. <laughs> I would totally do that for like Bioshock. Yeah, I would do it for Ocarina of Time, man. I go way back. Yeah, there are a lot of games I think I would do that for. <laughs> Just looking at my shelf now. Podcast. What games would you <laughs> destroy brain cells so you could forget? <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I think the only game I would be willing to lose brain cells for is Heavy Rain. Yeah. Because knowing the ending is really keeping me from playing it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've it heard. I haven't tested this theory, but I hear that the second playthroughs are actually really good because you kind of get to see the story from a different angle, you know? Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure. I haven't tried it myself, but. That's I'm actually sure. the reason why I haven't played the game because I pretty much watched Kyle play the whole thing and now it's just kind of like, oh, uh, there's no point in playing it at all. Because I've already. Well, I mean, it I is fun to happened. play. Like, the action sequences are a real adrenaline rush. True. And that seems like a game where the cutscenes are different depending on your decisions and whatnot. So, like, if you make your own decisions, it's probably pretty different. Um, less than you would think, but it is different in in a few ways. Yeah, like initially, it it was it was proposed as being totally malleable, but really there are only a, a few scenes that that change anything significantly, and the the main thing that stays the same is who the killer is and a lot of people oh. are like oh, well you can never change the killer it's not like it's going to be a different killer in another playthrough but i mean it's still fun oh man where, where are we here we're talking about uh, games that are boring or boring games i don't know things I, don't know. That I, I, games. I think we were talking less about boring games and more about everything else <laughs> honestly yeah. but that's fine it's hard to talk we'll about see. boring games because they're so damn boring. I think that that's that may be the thing. Like, you don't talk about boring games because you just ditch them. There's nothing really to say. What about um? How about you ever go through stints where just games in general are not interesting to you? Like, yeah, I think it's burnout. called uh, July. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Did That was a good one. Yeah. I I mean honestly during that. When nothing is out, I do kind of just momentarily. I'm like, uh, I don't have anything to play. I, I should find another hobby, but that disappears very quickly. It's really frustrating. Like, I don't understand why they don't release games in July. I mean, that's when all, you know, the college professors are off work. Why don't they do that? <laughs> all those college professors, damn. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm personally that's like. When all the teachers are off work. I'm personally glad when there's no releases in July, because uh, before it used to just be, like, kind of August, but mostly September to December, you just get hit with an onslaught of games every single week, and then you'd have half a year to recover and play all those games back. And now, as of a couple of years ago, now games are coming out like an onslaught from January to May, too, and sometimes even into June. So now I'm glad that July's there, because that's my one month to rush through all the games in the past 11 months that I hadn't had a chance to play or beat. So it's finally my chance to take a breather from the pe- previous, like, 11 months of just getting my ass just brutally handed to me by developers and publishers and just stealing my wallet and my bank account. Mm. That's an interesting way I, to put it. I never have that problem. I just guess I guess it's just because I go through games so quickly that... I always have these large periods of time where I'm just like I have nothing to play. I don't know. It's just so you've you've played every game in the store. Every game that I wanted to play. Oh okay. No, I, I literally <laughs> I can't. That's amazing. I wish I could be. Well, like that. it's I have not really that drastic. On my shelf that I haven't even played. But you, she's, yeah. You're also really picky too. Is the thing you know? Oh. I think just now. Oh no! Lo- no marital spats here. God damn it! <laughs> no, I think I just now so I have. I do Remember have dinner games last night. that I 
I do own games that are still sealed from like five years ago. I'm not going to say that's not true. Okay. But at this point, I don't even want to play them anymore because it was just from so long ago. But now at this point in my life, pretty much when I buy a game, I have a chance to beat it. And then there's really nothing else. You know, I have enough time to play and beat it. I used to have that problem. I do not anymore. So I'm trying to say. I think, uh, I think we've covered this very, very interesting topic. Not boring at all. Nope. (sighs) With that, um, this has been the, the versus node podcast. I'm Eddie Inzotto here with Jason Finelli, Anthony LaBella, Kyle Hilliard, Mike Murphy, and Ashley Godbold. See you next time. My friends are like, you gotta play this game. You go to Steamboat Willet World. You go to Tron World. You go to Mulan's hometown. You don't even know you want to do that, but you do, and it's so much fun you want to go back. So I trust my friends, and I play Kingdom Hearts 2 without even knowing what happened in Kingdom Hearts 1. So I play this game, and for like four million years, I'm stuck in this town called Hollow Bastion. And I'm not even the main character. I'm Roxas. The main character is Sora. And I keep having dreams about the main character. Meanwhile, Tony Soprano's in a coma. There's no instant gratification. I'm getting a little bored. But my friends are like, keep playing. Keep playing. Eventually, Disney characters are coming out of every orifice. It's awesome. Just stick with it. So I do, and I go to the bulletin board, and I look at all the jobs, and I do all the errands, and I get enough money to buy a train ticket to get on the dope-ass Disney train to go to the fun fucking part of the game. That's bullshit. It took me like four years. I didn't see so much as a Sebastian the Crab for like a hundred millennia. Meanwhile, you're playing Resident Evil 4, and it's like, bitch, zombies coming up the hill right now. Shoot him in the head. Shoot him. Grab the shotgun. You don't need to load it. We did that shit for you. What are you pressing select for? You don't have time to make a profile. Bitch, zombies in the room. His axe is on fire. He killed your parents. Shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head. And then you go back to Kingdom Hearts 2, and it's all these really lame cutscenes. They're in the back alley. They're all, it's all anime bullshit with their hands on their hips. And they're like, man, I hope we solve this mystery. And nothing happens. Meanwhile, you go back to Resident Evil 4. It's like, bitch, this ain't a cutscene. Press A. Press A. You don't have time to smoke a bowl. You're still playing. Jump, Gypsy. Come on, jump. President's daughter's been kidnapped. It's up to us.